0: Everyone likes me and thinks I'm great in my safe space. My safe space. 24 minutes after the hour here on the Trail Arts Radio Show. And we're, <laughs> <space>. <laughs> we're pleased to be shown. <laughs> we're, pleased. we're pleased to be on the air with Steve McDonald. This is our No Safe Spaces. Steve, of course, is the content aggregator for an outfit called New Media Militia. And, um... <laughs> is also the uh uh, publisher of granite grok so we are pleased to uh, welcome him to the air uh every monday morning at this time for no safe spaces good morning can you hear me this morning rich i can hear you just great thanks how are you
1: good good well let's get right to it shall we um Because we don't have a lot of time. Back on September 28th, Colleen Irvine, the executive director at uh, the New Hampshire, which is the UNH student newspaper, published an article called, called Fairweather Free Speech. So it's a pretty exciting event, right? The UNH college newspaper is writing about free speech. She writes, without the First Amendment, I have no career. This part of the Constitution is what allows my staff and me to write about important and controversial topics and inform all of you about what is happening in the community and gives you all the right, peacefully, to agree or disagree. So, for contrast, she knows also that uh, in some countries, if you tweet about how much you think your leader sucks, you'd get imprisoned, which, of course, does happen. And uh, so that's nice to know. But she then adds uh, this also means, of course in America. If you can say what you want, other people have the same right to truthfully say what they want, and you really can't get mad about it. Overall, uh, the article is a call to students of UNH for peaceful protest and uh, respect free speech and the fundamentals of liberty, and I think overall that calling does a really good job. Um, but, of course, she does leave some important points out. Of course. Um, let me see here. Notes, notes, notes. Uh, what she doesn't address, um, Is that uh, at some point this speech, as we've seen on college campuses, the how much you hate that opposing view translates into an all out attack to silence and destroy somebody. Now, Scott Yanor, who's a tenured political professor at Boise State University, recently posted an article in the Daily Signal titled Transgender Activists Are Seeking to Undermine Parental Rights. What? Uh, radical feminists aspire to revolutionize society. And he goes on to talk about how one of the ways they do that is to erase sexual taboos, embrace new ways to achieve sexual satisfaction outside of marriage. Uh, he adds that winning public sanction for same sex marriage was the last great feminist victory. Uh, he talks about how undermining sex roles within marriage is an, a, a, a point that they're out to to prove and, and to advance. And so naturally, the reaction to that, I don't know. What do you think? You think there was a little outrage, Rich? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> well, we've documented some of the outrage. Um, over at intellectualtakeout.org, the response to Professor Yunor's article, students, activists, and even staff members at Boise State are now waging a relentless campaign to get Yunor fired or shut down. A petition to have him fired is going around campus. It's getting thousands of signatures um activists have posted flyers attacking Uh, him some have called other faculty to come out and officially condemn him so this this isn't new to us is it we we see this happening all the time so what about that you know the university says that they're not going to fire him um they uh say that uh that that's not their gig that you know that we have these professors he's tenured he writes things you know you don't always have to agree with him so but You know, the the professor says, you know, they're out to get me this this you Mm -hmm. challenge left wing orthodoxy and and they come out after you and they do everything they can to silence you and your colleagues.
0: Well, I mean, hey, listen, you know, the tolerant left is only tolerant if you agree. And this (laughs) is that this is the problem with diversity in general is diversity is not defined by differences in thought or attitude, or approach. It's defined in differences of accent and skin color. That's it.
1: Right, and even that doesn't matter if you don't follow the ideology. If you don't bow down to the the left-wing idea about how the world should be run, it doesn't matter what color or gender you are. So... Again, to that point, last week, UC Santa Cruz, a meeting of college Republicans in a private room Mm -hmm. reserved at a library on campus was interrupted by a small group of far left students who barged in and started shouting at the people who were there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were invited to stay and discuss their ideas. And they responded by saying dialogue is violence. Dialogue is violence. So there is no discussion. So like, you know, we talk about how the Democrats don't want to have a conversation about guns. They don't have a conversation about anything. The uh, college Republicans observed that the protesters called us a number of different epithets, including fascists, racists and white supremacists and berated McHenry library staff. So
0: (laughs) So if dialogue was violence, then perhaps they meant to do violence to them by their dialogue.
1: Well, they just want them to shut up because anything they say is an act of violence. Um, they called a, a library school employee who allowed them to use the room. They're allowed to use a white supremacist because she refused to dissolve the meeting. Uh, anyone that didn't explicitly join these leftists in their mission of screaming in the library became a white supremacist. Uh, so the activists who interrupted this meeting were eventually arrested but, and removed. But the point was that these students came to the conclusion that they not only have the right to label any opinion they oppose as violent, but they have an obligation to prevent discussion or association simply because those people don't agree with them. Wow, this Isn't is that where, heavy. This is where That's, we've come to, huh? That is right. So, uh, Professor Unor's research, um, which has not been contradicted with any research by detractors, uh, has simply been labeled as offensive. Hey, my laptop is making noise. That's nice. Uh, band, uh, basically, is you your know, they laptop don't being hear offensive. It. They don't want anybody. To, to have a conversation and how can you talk about free speech so here you are at UNH um, you talk about a campus where there's free speech and there's a debate and, but there but, isn't um, sorry? But, but there isn't no there isn't and, and that's the problem so I think Colleen needs to expand her investigative skills and go a little bit deeper because um, you know uh, if you want to talk about contradictory ideas and you want to talk about how they matter uh, you have to go attack the live diversity education. Uh, this culture teaches a curriculum mm-hmm. that is so close-minded that this is where this intolerance comes from. So it, it creates the backlash at, at Boise State, UC Santa Cruz, I mean, in campuses all over the United States. How can you talk about defending free speech if you don't go out and, you know, root and branch, go after the source of this sort of division and in intolerance? Uh, you can't.
0: But the whole purpose of their tactics is to make it impossible. Like they're like they're like ticks and gnats. They 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 attach. They burr in, and uh, such that attempts to remove them cause them to dig even deeper. So you know you eventually end up remo- yeah I'm here.
1: Skype is being mean to me again.
0: Skype is well we can hear you just fine.
1: Um, I, I keep cut you keep cutting out so I don't hear you. So anyway. I just want to make sure people know that there is a voice that says free speech matters, but that voice isn't going far enough to defend it.
0: There you go. Can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you now. Okay,
0: good. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, but this is, as I was saying, I don't know how much of you heard of this. I mean, it gets to a point where, you know, you have to remove chunks of skin in order to get that gnat or that tick that's burrowed in out. It becomes it becomes surgery, and it's painful, and it's bloody, and it's never good. But it has to be done for the uh, you know lest you be poisoned by the parasite.
1: Yeah, well, we're in in for some poisoning. I think we've seen that today. I did want to add one more thing. Go to six hundred three alliance dot org. Uh, They've announced an event where the future speaker is Steve Bannon. Yep. We uh, and it is a fundraiser.
0: Yep. We we covered that this morning.
1: Awesome. See. So, yeah, I get up. I have to take my dogs out, and then I have to get the blood-sucking ticks off them because they go through the weeds.
0: (laughs) No, no worries. So, what else? Anything else, Steve? We still got like four minutes to go.
1: Well, oh wow, wow! I cruised through all my notes that fast. Well, um, well, I was trying not to get. He's got a new (laughs) medium. Uh, NewMediaMilitia dot org, of course, is still active. We're still trying to publish just the local conservative stuff, uh, a few news stories that are related to things of conservative interest. Of course, GraniteRock dot uh, where you will get new content every single day, and primarily the only conservative source in the state, other than perhaps herself on a regular daily basis. So check those things out.
0: Very good. So, what's your take on Bannon? What's your take on Bannon, and what what is he up to? Is he is he you know, was he released by uh, the, the president, sort of on a, a mutual agreement? Is Bannon the unofficial uh, tip of the spear that's coming for 2018 and the war against establishment members it kind of, of sounds both like parties? He is. Yeah,
1: it sounds like he is the tip of the spear. I think maybe it's one of those from outside than inside. Say that again. I said, it sounds like he could do more from outside the organization than inside. You hear people in the right. party talk about how they can't really do a lot of things because they're inside and they're connected and there's rules. Maybe maybe that's how it worked. I don't know. I'm going to meet him. I'll find out. Maybe I can ask him. So you're going to be there.
0: Are you going to cover it? Are you going to do a Grok Talk radio on that one? or?
1: I don't know how we're going to do it. I still have to. I mean, I am on the committee for the Six or Three Alliance. We have to talk about coverage and uh, what we're going to do about that. But we should probably record something. I, I, we'll see how it goes.
0: Well, I would think so, and uh... oh, so you're on 603 Alliance. Kind of an interesting idea that 603 Alliance tried to be an umbrella group of uh, all the conservative organizations in the state to try to channel their uh, try to channel their collective strength behind conservative candidates. But uh, how, how is that working out? Because it seems to me that they've just become quote another conservative group.
1: It's not bad. We have, uh, of course, Initiative 18, which will be coordinating with other groups. And we recently had a meeting with a bunch of leaders in those groups. But it is like every other effort. It's kind of like herding cats. You know, everybody has certain things they're focused on and to try to get them to come together and focus on a couple of the same things can be a little challenging. But we are all interested in doing it. We want to see House conservatives, you know, grow in number and, and, and influence. So hopefully that'll all work out.
0: Yeah, it would be nice because, you know, one thing you got to give the left is, you know, the immigration people realize that uh, abortion is their issue and the abortion people realize that gun control is their issue. In other words, they they aren't they aren't separated by their silos uh, into silos based on their issues where conservatives tend to be focused almost uniquely on, quote unquote, their issue, whether it's guns or life or immigration or you name it. And they they, they 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 don't they don't lend a helping hand when the other one's uh fight is up on the deck because, quote, it's not their fight, end quote. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it comes with candidates too. If you have a candidate that's strong gun but soft on another issue, they may support that candidate while the other group won't. Whereas on the left, generally they support any candidate halfway decent democrat just to get them elected because they're pretty sure that they can get strong-armed and to vote in the right way and everything else
0: yeah because the democrats i kind of they kind of get the point of elections is to win anyway right <laughs> steve mcdonald from new media militia.com thanks for being with us check out new media new media and get what's happening from alternative media in conservative circles here in the granite state steve as always it's our pleasure
1: All right. You have a great day,
0: Ray. All right. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we return, Ava Castillo-Turgeon is in the house.